Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla McGuinness. And welcome to The Recommendation Game. You are listening to Dublin Digital Radio. This is a Film of the Week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the, the other person hasn't seen. Then we watch it separately and we meet to discuss it. This week's film is a horror film that Orla chose. Yay! Our second or arguably, arguably third horror movie. But first proper that is just a horror movie and not other well, things well well yes. <laughs> we'll get to that so uh, the movie is get out <laughs> from 2017 the I thing i have to say to ricardo every weekend i i have to say it like arnold schwarzenegger for some reason get out get out <laughs> get to the job it is directed by jordan peele produced by sean mckittrick jason bloom edward ham jr and jordan peele written by jordan peele starring daniel kaluuya Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Caleb Landry-Jones, Stephen Root, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Keener. Music by Michael Abels. Cinematography by Toby Oliver. Netted by Gregory Plotkey. The synopsis is, Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. Her parents, this synopsis is not very well written. <laughs> At first, really? <laughs> Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempt to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 So, Orla, why did you pick this movie? <laughs> um... The first time I watched this, I like I threw it on of an evening and I was kind of tired and I probably should have just gone to bed. But I was like, oh, you know, when you're trying to find something, you just kind of throw it on. And I wasn't massively won over by it. Um, I think I just wasn't in the, in the form for it. And then it got to like the very, very end and it just kind of like hit me. And I was like, wow, which shit that I think was really good. And... Then I was like, right, fuck this, and decided to watch it again. And on rewatching it, discovered that real like they, I still think the ending's great, but um, uh, that the first third of it is fantastic, and I think better than the the ending is. Um, so obviously we've done a lot of indie movies, but I think it's kind of, it's important to be wary of indie movie hype, and especially how kind of. <laughs> you know, the indie movie is not a new invention; it's been going for quite a long time with the whole Sundance thing and everything, and. And I, I think it's it's important to kind of be skeptical enough of how these movies come out and they're, you know, given pretty much just universal, complete acclaim and they're given five-star reviews and, oh, you know, and um, I think, like, there are flaws in this, but it's rare that you come out of a horror movie. And this is a horror movie. Like, whatever else is going on in it, it's still a horror movie. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a very, very good way. Um, but you come out, I think, creeped out, but also chewing over everything that the movie has been been talking about uh i think some of that is very surface i think some of it is a bit lower is a bit deeper i think what's important about this is that he manages to uh layer it in a very interesting fashion but within a very 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 tightly put together piece of work um i think the pacing in in this is is excellent i think that the beats that he's hitting and, and the way he's hitting them um and I, I like that i think there's a problem with modern horror is tends it tends to devolve into extended torture sequences and i think the strength of this is that the, the truly horrifying moments 
are not the the blood and the gore but more the the, the kind of uh, <laughs> the creepy societal you know neoliberal uh, element of it but um it's funny <laughs> for movies like this that that begin with the kind of creeping um tension um but on the the way this film is with it's sort of with the kind of it's on a kind of a knife edge between the the creeping tension and then the also the um the his feeling of of whether or not he's like is he is he paranoid the the strange like overcompensation of all the white characters and and the, you know the the cringeworthy uh the scenes the party all the dealings with the parents and everything and um films like that 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 have where you're you're going like the characters alarm bells are ringing but they they can't they're they're being held there and you understand why they're held there by social pressure by you know what by some very 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 good performances of um i think his the girl he plays his girlfriend he's also in girls um, yeah yeah i liked her a lot but um it always makes me think of that scene in the, the remake of the girl with the dragon tattoo where stellan skarsgård like berates daniel craig's character because daniel craig knows that he's the killer and your butt stays out of like some sort of ingrained politeness or something. And he's like, why did you do that? It always makes me think of that scene. Also because I love Still and Skarsgård. But um, I think that it uh, part of that balance definitely rests on her performance and her kind of gaslighting of him and, and all their little scenes together and her use of like humor and jokes and everything to kind of like bring him back down to reality. Um, so yeah, I just, I think this is a really like marvelous little film. Um, creepy. Uh, definitely thought-provoking. Um, I thought we'd have uh, things to talk about. So what did you think, Ricardo? Yeah, we'll definitely have things to talk about. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's uh, like, I always try to come into a movie with oh, an open mind, you know, as in, <laughs> as in the, for good or for bad, uh, try to have uh, both how it's doing the box office and how it did critically in the back burner, I'll use it more as a guide to would I watch it rather than when I'm watching it, trying to assess it that way. And this movie had uh, uh, quite substantial success, both yeah, it uh, with made audiences. A load of money. Yeah, I didn't know that. And also amongst critics, I think it's uh, 99% in Rotten Tomatoes at the moment, like over 100 reviews. So probably just one bad one, like one outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, I can't say I wasn't very disappointed by the movie. Oh, wow. And um, for like a number of reasons. Interesting. Uh, one of them, just out the bat, is that I never seen Catherine Keener being bad in a movie and I didn't like her performance really? whatsoever. Uh, I think that the movie structurally has the biggest problem uh, that horrors can have, horror mm. films can have. That there's two kind of mysteries that uh, structurally of a horror movie. Like, because this is not trying to reinvent horror. So I'm judging it by the actual structure of the movie because it is structured like a horror movie, okay? Yeah. So the first mystery is what is going on. And then the second mystery is how will your character survive? You know? It's always those two tensions every single like mainstream regular horror movie has those two tensions problem this movie is that the first one is not a mystery whatsoever i knew from the beginning 
to the middle to the end never getting surprised and always knowing what was going on that is the parents are evil something is gonna happen okay you have the mystery of how they're gonna survive so but considering that the first mystery usually uh, takes probably half or two-thirds of the running time of the movie Mm -hmm. in any horror movie but in this case it, it, it had no tension there especially because it's like one character main character okay yeah so you go okay he has to make it to the to the ending of the movie at least like even if he dies he has to die at the end you know this is not gonna be another fucking uh <laughs> to live and die in la you know <laughs> the, like your main character just dies out of the blue um that would have been an interesting different movie though so then if you're watching in the beginning you go okay uh, as soon as uh, they mentioned that she hypnotizes people and uh, the other uh black character shows up and he's acting weird and then he like the camera flashes go on and he snaps back into being the dude that was in the beginning of the movie yeah and it's like okay any doubt that i had of what was going on is completely gone like i know exactly what the structure was the planning whatever i didn't know like or they're replacing them with like themselves you know like putting themselves in the body of these black men but like that's just like semantics like a new the broad plan let's say you get them in uh somehow brainwash them to be part of your society quote-unquote and then go in so like the first three quarters in the movie there's good dialogue there's good acting there's good cinematography but I wasn't creeped out because any uh like any of it and it, that's the thing is that especially on that part i was really taken by how well done the actual relationship is between rose and the main character whose yeah. name is uh danny no uh chris sorry uh, between chris and rose uh really like their relationship and also the truths of their relationship with the parents when they come in as somebody that is not from originally from ireland yeah when then presented to parents not even from like people they're dating me you know like parents from friends or whatever you always have the same it's like oh yeah uh luis suarez <laughs> is a good footballer isn't oh, he oh god your english yeah. is so good <laughs> yeah amazing like all these kind of oh you're not like the other foreigners you, you do not get the suarez thing do yeah, you? yeah oh my god oh, really? and then and also that i look like suarez so it's kind of like <laughs> yeah i look like a racist violent ugly man you really don't talented look like suarez football. by the way uh, I actually do. Like, I, I don't I, think you do. Well, uh, anyways, tangent. At least a uh, hundred people in RK Fire who didn't know I was Uruguayan thought that I looked like Suarez and took pictures of me. Uh, I was drunk, so I bit their shoulders for the fun of everybody. So somewhere on Facebook, there's millions of pictures of me just biting oh, people's shoulder. Biting people. Okay. Okay. So I like all of that rang true, and considering that like my experience is very minor compared to uh, a person of african descent in america considering the the history uh, both from both sides as well you know like the, yeah. there's no uh, the history of slavery and even like north and south and then like the the shit about obama or whatever i'm sure that jordan peele like oh yeah uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yes well. like and also i was surprised because one of my favorite sketches of all time is from uh, Key and Peele. Yeah. Which is the, uh, the Continental Breakfast sketch. Yeah. Uh, which is 
hilarious but at the end is like allures to the shining and becomes really creepy yeah oh they love their film references yeah and i was like okay like if he could do that with somebody just shouting i love being incontinent uh, while eating grapes and greek yogurt i was like okay uh i'll go with with jordan here but the end, I, I felt very disappointed by the movie. The ending was quite good, but at the same time, it was like by far the main, the best character is the the TSA guy. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Interesting. I, I really liked him. And the problem as well is that usually when you have a character like that, that is just spelling the truth, you know? Yeah. Is that you should go, oh, he's nuts. And at the end, oh, he was right all along. And this, as soon as he started saying shit, it's like, I know he, you're yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that character, when he turns up in movies, you always know that it's going to be him that's telling the truth at the same time because that's such a trope now. Um, that's interesting, though. So you really, like, your real problems with it are as a horror movie. And as a movie as well, because... Well, yeah, uh, but... If you're doing... The horror, the horror side of it is what you, you're... Yeah, but it makes the, 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 the earlier part boring. Okay, like, yeah, there's, okay, okay. okay. I want to counter your, your thing about the... Because I agree, like, with the two the two conflicting... Well, not conflicting, but the two things, the two storylines that are going on at the same time of, like, what's going to happen? You know, is your character going to survive? And what is actually the thing that's going on? And I agree that it's very, very, very clearly signposted very, very early on. And you know that it's going to end up that he's not going to get out of that house or he might get out of the house, but, you know, something bad's going to happen in the house. Like, incredibly, you know, in some ways, incredibly obviously, because... It's 2017 and all the horror movies that have come before. But I, I can't think of a modern horror movie that doesn't also have those same beats where you know that, you know, these people are going to this place, something's going to happen. Like, and I don't think that that's a flaw necessarily. I don't think adhering to those kind of, because um, I like that's that aspect of the horror genre is necessarily a bad thing. And as well, what I think is interesting about the first third of it is that that's going on, but all the other things of like the the tension of like the the social tension of it is that's as horrifying and like the cringiness of it i think is what's interesting about that first part and while all of this is unfolding and like yeah you're about kind of like whoa you know when he finally gets and he wakes up in the chair and like oh the hypnotism like obviously this is going to play into it but at no point did i find that boring like I like I liked watching what he was doing with it. So and I did like I I find it strange that you didn't find any tension there. No, it's because like that's what I mean is that usually horror movies that have this issue, like you mentioned, also have more. I don't know if it's an issue though. It's a it's a well, it's an issue of genre. Yeah. No, no, it's an issue in this movie in particular as well because it's the fact they only have one main character that is yeah. under the stress. So it's not like other movies that you go, something might happen with another character. You know, even Lights Out, for example, that is not even like this is better made, better acted, better written. And it doesn't have a morally disgusting ending as Light Lights Out has. But Lights Out, one Light Out for one for the premise, uh, just because you mentioned like a, a modern yeah, 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 horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the premise of the 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 terror when the light goes off, you know, that the beast can only live in the shadows, mm. is that you have that tension going on that every single scene, that even though the characters might not die in that moment or nothing, they're just talking, you know, you're looking at the lights. Are they? Did you see a flicker or something? Which is 
genius. It's a great concept in that movie. Well, that's the problem with most horror movies is that they have, they fall down when you, you know, like in the final third because they present this great premise yeah. and then can't, like, because I would say that, and this is that the Sinister, opposite. Sinister is another yeah. one of those where, which is a great premise. And that, I love that movie because it starts off. And, and it has Ethan Hawke. Well, yeah, and it's so, in Cardigans, it's so creepy. And like the, the, the you know, the actual monster or whatever is creepy. The fact that it keeps appearing, that you know, like it, it's a great premise and then it ultimately goes completely to shit. Yeah, but it's but, uh, produced by Bloom as well. It, it, it's, it's something that I have happens the same way as like superhero movies it's the horror movies that are being that are released in cinema are made pretty much by two studios yeah. same heads or whatever so they had the same issues including this one but it, like for example don't look now compared to this one mm-hmm. okay have you seen don't look now yeah that one the creepiness goes into your body because of the way that it's shot as well that this movie doesn't achieve that like it has the cringiness that you say social issues or whatever but i thought that it'd be it would have been much more interesting as just a a comedy of like a meet the parents kind of comedy but not meet the parents like almost like woody allen-ish comedy you know that oh, no. because the cringiness would have been actual cringe i didn't feel cringy because they didn't feel like i knew that they were up to something else that they weren't really human characters you know these are the villains of the movie. All the white people. In this movie, we're going to be the villains. From the get-go. They're all together. Fucking Wickerman kind of situation in my head. Straight oh, away. Oh, they're much better characters than Wickerman, though. Yeah, but they're, they're all not... They're not... They're individuals within the group. But they're still part of the group without having any depth. Like, the only guy that kind of sticked out a bit was the, the guy played by Stephen Root. The, the, the blind oh guy. yeah yeah like he's like all, all idiots because all the like how they were approaching chris going like well what they ultimately yeah. wanted him for whereas <coughs> what he wanted him for was you know had more merit because yeah. it was like you know for his art or whatever like yeah i think that that i kind of i see what you mean but i for me i still find it quite tense and not just in the cringiness of the social aspect of it like I, I thought that they, he managed to build up the tension of the actual unfolding of the horror yeah. quite well as well. But I, if it didn't work for you, I don't really know what, how to, how to like, con- you know, because that's the thing about horror. And I didn't find this particularly scary, but I don't really tend, tend to find horror movies scary. Although, except for The Descent, which yeah. we watched yesterday, which scared the fucking living daylights out of me. But um especially modern horror movies and even older horror movies like they they just they don't tend to scare me but i think there are moments of this that where it's just it's the slow building of it that it's it's unease rather than like full-out terror yeah um and like there are a few moments that are kind of like whenever the the groundskeeper guy is running and he runs towards him like that's quite a you know uh, moment but it's not it's not like particularly scary but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I it's I'm kind like, of disappointed being... because I thought that even if if you were like me, where you didn't, you know, not that horror only exists to scare, <laughs> but that even if you didn't feel it, find that it was tense, that you would have still enjoyed the like the unfolding. Well, of like, the... a, let me make this clear. I don't think it's a terrible movie, no. but I was very disappointed considering how much like if if this was just thrown in that i was just watching on Sunday afternoon i'll go like oh that was a decent watch yeah but like that's the thing is that considering like the like the actual 
like even I think it was hamstrung by also being so much of a horror movie as in like structurally so you know that if it had taken another attack it could have been scarier perhaps or even the like, attention more be... thriller perhaps Look, or like even if, if we were talking about kill list earlier on if you mm-hmm. had taken that tack that is okay i'm gonna be a horror movie about that so just take the first half as a fucking cookie cutter uh meet the parents kind of situation and then it turns you know what I mean? That it has like little hints that when you watch the second time, the same way as Kill List. Yeah. That the second time you watch, the clues were there. You know? That like if the the groundskeepers weren't like uh, so weird, you know, mm. themselves. Or, or the or the housekeeper either. You know, that they were kind of like off a little bit weird, but not fucking Stafford's wife kind of like <laughs> the weirdness. one the one thing that the three times I watched it that really stuck out for me as not working was the brother yeah like as soon as the brother turns up I was just like what the fuck I'm not a big fan of him as an actor either no, like, what else is he in he's in season three of Twin Peaks uh, what else is he in he always plays a weirdo kind yeah, of character yeah he has that look to him but like that whole dinner the the dinner doesn't work at all i think i i I, it's a very screenwritery dinner scene that is like planting the fact that he can put sleeper holes and then as soon as he said that i was like oh yeah that's him from the beginning because the the first person that goes in is a chokehold yeah so that's the thing is like two the the things that could have been creepy and stuff if they had been done if he had the strength of its convictions of doing the we came with the parents away first and then the horror movie second but then it's also like a social horror movie imagine like if it wasn't creepy quote unquote but all the fucking weird shit about like obama and like how they, <laughs> they oh god it's so cringy uh, how they keep calling him my man and like pointing a finger for a third time oh if all of that shit didn't have this kind of like bed of like oh this is weird this is weird this is weird and even the character picking up on it mm. i would have gone like it would have been way creepier you know because it's like real people doing this real shit you know yeah. and then because also it's very realistic on what is happening but not depicted realistically you know what i mean <laughs> what the fuck does that mean is that it is like on its own like each interaction like what I mentioned before, that I've had similar interactions as well. Yeah. You know, but then on that how it's one, shot and performed. They're one after the other and one after the other. And it's also how it's performed and shot and everything that even the g- guy goes like, D- these people are fucking weird or whatever, you know? Mm. That it should be like, I feel uncomfortable because they're trying to make me feel so comfortable here. Instead of having this kind of other tension going on, you know? Yeah. Because... Yeah, I think he managed... I th- I think that he manages to do both at the same time. But, yeah. I, yeah so... How can I... I know what you to... mean. I know what you mean. And, like, I can, I can totally see why... It, if it's just... If you can't... If you're not going to get on board for the first third, then the rest of it is just going to seem... Like, yeah. the, you know, painting well, like, uh, by like, numbers, you know I, what I mean? I the, like the ending and, the, like, how, like, the outburst of violence and everything. Yeah. But I was disappointed for the ending because everything was signposted before it got there. So I didn't feel surprised when it got there. 
Mm. And like everything is planted well, but planted in a way that it is very, I'm planting this, remember this, this will come back later. <laughs> you know, like wink, wink to the audience. Oh, like the hair, like of the when she's like doing show with her hair. It's like not only doing a like like a quick shot or something that she's just like keeps brushing her hair or something like subtle that when you know what's going on, mm. you go, oh, the clues were always there. No, it's like fucking zooming camera <laughs> kind of like oh look oh no don't look behind the hair uh, the, behind the fringe and i, I love that though because it's so like ah. like i i yeah i just i i completely understand what you mean but i don't know is that i mean especially because he found like i can't deal with cringe that much you know like there's very few films that like it's one of the reasons that me and my brother my brother feels the same about this cringeliness yeah and that's why it's uh, painful yeah that we really don't like bridesmaid because it's just cringiness from start yeah, to, sorry, to like that <laughs> but and then we really you realize that you really like a movie that has as much cringe as rachel getting married and you're like i just want to watch it again kind of thing you know yeah like, and this is like oh, cringe is the, the, necessarily what I oh man it would have been so cringy if this wouldn't like that's why i was like why is this like played up for like horror when it's like already so fucked up the because the the, the behavior of the and catherine Keener, that and uh josh uh fucking bradley whitford as well yeah uh i thought that they were completely wasted because they were very one note as characters the same way as Caleb Landry Jones but like at least they well, you know they that... have some gravitas behind but like at no moment they thought that like you get two of the most likable characters that can uh, actors character actors that they can add so much empathy uh, I think that's definitely his point though that to, to cast those particular people particularly Bradley Whitford and then like she she is like dead-eyed and silent basically for the yeah. entire movie which I kind of enjoyed because I think she can do it quite well and you don't see her do that at all really that, that she's just she's like an ice lady and, and, and I like in a sort of just strange way that it's weird because it's Catherine Keener yeah um, I prefer I yeah I mean like Bradley Whitford I, I feel yeah, he is kind of one note, but I enjoy Bradley Whitford, so it's kind of like just yeah, I suppose like not writing as in depth a character and sort of just using the cat like the the weight of the actor to hold it up. Yeah. I suppose. So yeah, I kind of get what you mean, but I didn't really have a problem with it at the same time. But like at the same like there's a movie called Quartet. Yeah. With um. I can't remember what was the the fourth actor in it, but it's uh, the four old dudes. It's Christopher Walken, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Catherine Keener, and somebody else. I can't remember who's the the fourth one. Yeah, and the script is like it's one of those like normal kind of run of the mill like Netflix movie, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Like early Netflix movies, not even a Netflix movie, but it feels like that kind of like, oh, we get good actors and a decent script and people will watch it because of that. Yeah. And it made me cry purely because of like one of the those scenes that are like <laughs> it's they're badly written scenes, you know, but because it's Catherine Keener and Phyllis Seymour Hoffman 
given it sucks. It was just unbelievable. And I watched it the day before Phyllis Seymour Hoffman died. And it oh, made me no. cry even more to like that is his talent was being unbelievable in an underwritten character. It's not like, like yeah. just the, the strength. And Catherine Keener is the same. And here she did you doesn't not find, get a lot to do. I I know I kind of enjoyed that like real horror thing of like the matriarchal that like in like in in this particular scenario that she has all the power to like sedate him or whatever and like does I you know I find hypnosis kind of creepy anyways yeah. so like her it was just like she what I think is why she's good in this um is it's it's her sort of like calmness. Yeah, with the spoon and uh, the know, tea. Yeah, and like whenever you compare that to the brother, it just makes the brother seem so much worse. And like you see what that character is there for, but yeah. he's just too far in the other direction. And she's just, it's, you know, and you get like little moments of her like where it's not quite warmth, but it's like manipulative warmth almost yeah. where she's like, come sit with me. You know, that uh, like in, you know, my in my lovely cozy home and we'll have tea and, but there's always a tinge of like just creepiness to her. But then even when uh, Rose, um, like afterwards there, she's sitting having the fucking Cheerios one by <laughs> one. And though. I was like, yeah, uh, I, I support your choice of not having milk in your Cheerios. Crunchiness. They're not Cheerios. Cheerios. They're uh, like friggin- fruit loops. Yeah. And, uh, um, that then she becomes like she, she was a well-realized character and i thought that it was like quite interesting when she was like oh you were my favorite one i thought it yeah. would have been more interesting if she actually like didn't give a shit that still like get through the process but it'd be like a little bit kind of ah i wish i this one uh didn't have to go let's say you know yeah. it's like when you live on the farm and you have like a sheep that you gave a name or something and then it has you know what i mean um precisely that they never i don't think they never passed the am i a villain test that's a test that i put in many movies and the the thing is that like did you you saw her twist coming yeah okay like, I, I knew that everybody was on it straight away. Like, that's the thing is that there was no tension for me because as soon as it went in, it's like everybody's on it. Yeah. Everybody's a villain. And none of them feel like real people, you know, be, going like the I'm a villain twist uh, test. Sometimes, like, even like fucking Willem Dafoe in To Live and Die in LA, like you go like, oh, there's a reason why he's doing all this shit, you know? beyond the the machinations of the plot and like it felt like a character that lived within the world of that movie not in our world i'm not saying that it has to feel realistic to people we know or something you know yeah but just that it would feel like somebody that existed and had more than reason to exist than in being in the movie and i didn't feel any other character besides chris and the tsi guy Oh, really? it. you didn't think that was um like perhaps the 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 the, the guy gar- with the eyes no the girlfriend i definitely no did. because as soon as that that <clears throat> that ended then she's just eating the cookies or the the cereal is they realized that she was portraying all the things that she knows everything because her mom is a psychiatrist she knows how to manipulate somebody and gaslight somebody but none of those emotions were real like at the end she's like just fucking boilerplate i'm gonna be a psycho they're just gonna like be quirky and weird or whatever something that she wasn't whatsoever before you know like yeah. as in the 
literally she was playing one character and then she's somebody else i yeah, don't have a point that is, to be fair her. that is the flip that you were looking for in the possible reimagining of this movie where they seem completely nice and normal and then the whole thing flips you know what i mean like she is kind of that flip in a way yeah but like if the because f- she has other than the fact that the entire world is clearly you know they're all in yeah. it or whatever but like she throughout like obviously whenever you rewatch it you can see the things that she's doing but as you watch it it doesn't feel like i don't i didn't really start to suspect her until like the party that i was about like okay wait a minute what's going on with all these people but like up until that point i was kind of willing to go along with the idea that she maybe yeah. didn't know what was going on or whatever any movie with twists i always go back to the prestige <laughs> not only because um, <laughs> not only because of her handmaiden also got this got this treatment yeah but it's it's because not only it does it right it also explains to you why it works you know <laughs> and in this case there's like the turn exists but there's the you have the the prestige at the end you know when you reveal the truth you know yeah but the the was the the first two uh the there's the plant the, the no, plant what's the third one the is second it, one the second one is the turn and then there's the prestige yeah okay so you, this one has like a first one but then you already know what the prestige is gonna be so like it kind of like ruins the if it was a magic trick it ruins the the twist yeah uh, and let's say uh, if you didn't know that it was a twist like you'd be able to get away with how blank they are after the twist, you know? Because you're like, oh my fucking God, you know, kind of like, you know, that kind of twist that like six cents or whatever, that doesn't make any sense, but because it's, still great. it's <laughs> great because you were, or fucking usual suspects or something, you know, yeah. just because it blows your fucking mind. Yeah, you know? all the little things like, oh my gosh. But, um. but when it's like this, you don't even forgive it for how it doesn't work know. before or after. I totally did though because she's so great. Because like the brother is just annoying and like you know the parents are kind of like whatever and like you know Catherine Keener's there at the thing or whatever but it's that I love her in that scene because it's just the fact she's like you know I can't give you the keys babe. It's so like it's and because you really because that that like because that whole thing of like not being able to get out of the house is like you know it's such a horror movie thing but it always I'm just there like <laughs> Rose get the keys like you know I'm totally there with him and even whenever she turns then you're just like ah jeez of course but it's not you know it, it's it's the build up to it that you st- I feel like you still get a release from it yeah. because it's finally <sighs> we finally know the truth now and it's like get the fuck out of the house Chris you know it's yeah. But, but logi- even logistically speaking, like that was completely unnecessary. They could have just gotten the the tea kind of. Ding. There you go, boom. Like beforehand. Yeah, when the, he's there, like he has like a fist fight with your man and Catherine Keener, and then you she comes out. It's the, like that's the thing is that when the tension doesn't grab you, you start looking at the the fucking actual like I what's know. going I, on in I the love, background. I love that like he sees the photographs and like you know you know already, but like he's still kind of going along with you know just get the keys out of her, just get yeah. the keys out of her, and like I read that that's one of my favorite parts of the the kind of the second half of the movie is that yeah. that whole thing, and then like the thing with the surgery is a bit kind of like okay oh I forgot it was a horror movie, you know that it's kind of it's. It's like fun and and obviously like has like the idea of like a pro- very very you know, uh, beyond the black rainbow. Yes, like the TV and show. like very very like you know as far as you can go along the 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 realm of like culturally appropriating from yeah. you know Af- 
African-Americans like you know and I I like that the idea behind it that he didn't just have it where they were just killing them or whatever like it had they had an actual like method behind this madness and that it has a kind of a a sex puppet sex slave sex slave I love him he's so good um but I think because like, I get the same detective training. I can't, TSA, bitch. Uh, Look, I would have. I'm team motherfucking. <laughs> I would have watched, like, I would have enjoyed a lot more this movie if, like, Chris, like, you didn't know what the fuck had happened, okay? And then you have like fucking TSA man, like, tracking down Chris, like, like a I proper don't know. kind I of thing. I think you have just the right amount to have. I think any more, and it would have kind of. Yeah, but that was the part that I enjoyed that the movie. Like, okay, uh, you just want this to be a second Key and Peele sketch. No, it's like, like, say, like, for example, um, like if you're doing something like this movie is trying to do, okay, for one, I think that the turn should have happened way sooner. Okay, yeah. so, uh, because about two thirds of the movie is getting to the turn, and then you have the last third. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that ratio. Yeah, usually I do as well, but it, it, another uh, Bradley Whitford movie, um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I love that. That that movie got it right because of the amount of character, because they have characters to kill off as well, you know? Yeah. And also... Like, I know, but it's the same thing of every movie like that, though. Like, that's a that's a trope that I can never get over, that you have a group of people and you have to look at them. I know it's being skewered in Cabin in the Woods, because Cabin in the Woods is not scary. Yeah. But, like, and you're just looking, going, okay, who's going to die first? Yeah, but, like, you know. what I mean is that if you're... That ratio works when you're killing them one by one and you don't know what the fuck is going on. But when you have one main character, the horror has to begin way earlier, you know? Like, even if you see, like, something... Not saying that uh, this is as bad as, but if you see like something like Saw or something, that it has to. That's not a horror movie. That's just torture program. Yeah, but like even something that is as limited to like the amount of people that it it can hurt, you know, because you're in one place scenario or something like buried. Let's say. Oh God. You know the like that. (laughs) We saw that in the cinema. Yeah, that 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 tension starts straight away. You know, Mm. and like. I'm not saying that this should have started with tension like in the first scene that he's like packing bags and there's like synth score in the background going like and she's creeping on him or whatever but it should have been either the uh, the word like a little bit more pronounced clues before but like at the same time like I knew exactly what the fuck was going on from the get go I think that if it had been that let's say you really went far out with the hypnosis and everything else in you know even imagine if like you had seen sort like of curious how further right you can go with that hypnosis no um, but for example the, the the part that creeped me out the most and i was like looking forward for them to go that way route and i thought i was gonna go that route but they didn't there was actually that the operation would go through and then the chris would be like uh, the the other guy yeah, that, uh, that he's still trapped inside. Apparently, and doing all these things. Yeah, you know? he'd written different endings. There's like he'd written de- several different endings, and there's a, they shot one as well where Chris ends up. They, I, I think that where they do get him, and yeah. the end that they, you know, or else then there's definitely one where he was gonna die. Yeah, and, but like I would have or, done But a, then obviously the other side of that where he actually does get arrested yeah. because you know it's that the like, copper will come. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it just. I'm really disappointed for you like 
was, really thought you would like this more. Like it was quite hilarious, even like listening to your intro. That it was one of those yeah. intros that you don't expect the other person not to like the movie. So I you're really kind of like, I really didn't think you were gonna dislike it. That's it's, it's disappointing for me, but I'm more disappointed for you, really, because I I don't know I uh, I really enjoyed this on the second rewatch and. See, wanted like, to share it with you but you were like even saying that the first time you didn't really enjoy it until the ending as well yeah. and I think that like, yeah there is interesting stuff there and it is well made and it is well shot and it is there's moments that I really enjoyed but as a whole yeah like it is better than 99% of, of like Hollywood horror movies coming out there okay yeah but that's not saying much these days yeah no i think what you would have needed for this film probably for you anyways would have been because i watched it like after it came out now for all the hype and everything and like that didn't really dampen my impression of it but you would have needed to walk in walked into a cinema before this came out and saw it and like you know just randomly with no expectations of it and i think maybe i think you probably still would have found the same problems but i think you wouldn't feel as disappointed as you do yeah like uh, but at the same time it's kind of like i would have left uh, i feel because it didn't mar it didn't mar my analysis of the movie it was more like considering before and after that i was like yeah, well, i was really I, looking that's forward what to I'm seeing saying. it kind of yeah thing. i'm just i'm sad that you were disappointed cuz i thought cuz i hate when that happens and it happens all the time where things get like hideously overblown and you watch them and you're like eh. it's kind of like level conjuring level of uh, filmmaking you know like that oh, it's god it's so much better than the conjuring but like conjuring is scarier than this one and uh not to it's say that it's like scary yeah, like I, I thought that, and I thought that the most interesting part of the movie was actually that's why I was like, I wish fucking there was somewhere in the world the straight version of this that is not a horror movie, mm. like the the weekend or whatever because Peel got it right. That's it, and like especially the fucking shit about his mom dying and stuff. Yeah, I was like, like I literally fucking cried there. Like, I was there going like. I'm not even trying to. Uh, uh. Yeah, that I really, really like that scene at yeah. the at the at the, the lake. lake yeah. yeah, it's really great, and yeah. it's like this little respite from the insanity kind of. That well, you think it's a respite, but really it's just. Yeah, more gaslighting. Yeah, but I I think that there's so much like especially like if when you think about like the characters if they were the the actual characters of like Rose and him and like the parents if they were how they are and stuff there's a lot of interesting things to get at that way in the modern take like a, like an updating almost of like who's coming for dinner you know yeah guess who's coming for dinner the like that did what it did in the 60s and like i think that it is ripe for 2017 for a movie to deal with those issues again because like things have changed you know like mm. uh that the objective of like guess who's coming to dinner is for fucking Rod Steiger to de- like treat Sidney Poitier as a human being is not yeah oh uh, like so progressive you know like then now it's kind of uh, the racism is so much uh, under mm. the surface that and the, yeah, even the, the people, people that, that would think, never call themselves racist yeah, they, they they are because they're overcompensating to hide their own yeah yeah no it's it's not even it's that there's so much going we're the same 
that they're not treating you the same. Yeah. And that happens all the time, like in Ireland as well. And it's that uh, yeah, kind of I like... Yeah, very, very, very well believe that. The very like minimal... Like maybe, like just thinking about it now on my head, uh, that maybe... You know how sometimes we talk about like how like we come from different backgrounds in a way and also we have, we're from different sexes. So like sometimes we have different experiences watching a movie because of our background. Like, yeah. let's say like you, we are the best. Uh, like you grew... You were a teenage girl, so you could never like... <laughs> like relate yeah. on that level with the girls yeah. from the movie but still relate because it's human but i think that maybe it's the because i'm so used to that as well that he's going through in the movie you yeah. know that for me it was just like my reaction was like the same as his in a way going like ah like i didn't you know like it's kind but of that like that make you relate more to him then but then. that's why the creepiness but... was disappointing because then it, like it was truth like a, a a true scene but not played truthfully you know okay yeah i don't know i would have thought that maybe that it would have made you more uncomfortable because not just that you've things like that have happened to you but because you're you know would you at were you kind of like sort of looking at him and going why have you not left yet kind of thing you know like that kind of tension because i think that would have been over the top even for like even if you get like really like pelted on it'll be an overreaction to like go oh i I gotta get out of here because of that you know that's why it has to be played for like overplayed so he can have the reaction i don't feel comfortable because you don't feel comfortable when that happens you know at all yeah and um and i've been to house parties whatever you just go in and as soon as you go in you realize that you shouldn't be in that fucking party but at the same time you can't leave for whatever reason straight away you don't enjoy the night but at the same time you don't feel like of fucking panic stations you know like you text going like oh this is no crack or something you know but you don't if it's just like (coughs) that level of racism i'm talking about like if it's like somebody coming to me oh fucking your kind should be killed or something i'd be like i'm getting the fuck out of here right now I'm glad that you have a line. That's good. Oh, yeah. But it's like the salami tactics. It's like, but where's the actual line? But yeah, like, that's the thing is that the characters were more like the idea of the characters beforehand were more interesting than the characters they're portraying the movie, especially because they're undercut straight away. Like as soon as the like, even Bradley Whitford doing like the dad thing was very good in the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, that's just the character that he's playing. That's it. Okay, fair enough. He's a brain surgeon. He's a crazy Nazi surgeon or something, you know? <laughs> like, literally. Oh, God. The, but whenever he's got, like, oh, with um, the guy who, like, oh, like, oh, my my dad. It was his dad, no, it was granddad that ran with, um, what do you call the, the runner who impressed Hitler? Uh, fucking, what's his oh, face? Oh, God, that scene. Jesus. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. There you go. Yeah, uh, the... Jesse Owens, going back to that as well, that I thought there was a missed opportunity there, mm. that everybody in history, not everybody in history, but most people refer like, oh, Hitler was so such a fascist that uh, fucking Jesse Owens won the, the gold medal for the 100 meters or whatever, and he didn't shake his hand or whatever the fuck, you know? But the thing is that Hitler didn't shake anybody's hands in the Olympics. Mm. Not a single athlete. Like, that wasn't what Hitler did. But when the American... Uh, team came back to america after the the race the only 
gold medal the only medalist that wasn't allowed in the white house to visit roosevelt was jesse owens because he was black and wow. the only discrimination was shown in america not in uh, nazi yeah. germany and that says a lot and it fucking always siphoned and forgotten as well yeah god um, that's just one of those myths yeah but like yeah very easily disproven also but yeah, yeah like it, it, it's a myth because it's based on truth it's that hitler didn't shake jesse owens hands but it wasn't because he was black it's because hitler oh yeah i can't imagine hitler shaking anyone's hand he was a famous germaphobe like but besides that, there shows like it's the the old saying like oh going back to yeah, like go fight for a country like you know like fucking America going like oh it all ended with slavery and stuff. And I think the movies like this are important, whatever. Yeah. That's why I was kind of disappointed that it was just the idea was genius. Is that kind of like I really like the idea, don't like the execution. Yeah. But at all, not that it starts off well and then <laughs> devolves, which is not usually. It's helpful. more the it is very like middle of the competent uh, like i'm not it's that the idea deserved better that's why i'm frustrated with it yeah Uh, because it does so much well but the part that the actual because this is a very genre picture Mm -hmm. the part that actually is the backbone of the of the film is not done to the same level as the other parts yeah it kind of like it's like saying that you're doing a war movie and the battle scenes are shit you know what i mean it's kind that of like bother me um <laughs> yeah but if the battle scenes are 40 minutes of the movie yeah, okay. you'll be like going like what the fuck yeah don't ever um, talk about war movies again you had your time <laughs> for war movies that's over now uh okay well i'm disappointed but anyways that's fine that's fine you're disappointed uh, how the fuck do you think i feel yeah i'm definitely not as disappointed as you are um uh yeah well you know what was what was your favorite thing uh all the character stuff that is like the the actual character stuff yeah like even the uh even though like a news like pretends but alison williams is great on it so yeah. like uh, i liked watching their relationship as like kind of like side side footing the rest of the movie and pretending that i'm watching another <laughs> movie that this is the the actual movie is going on here <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed that, and the, the, like that's the thing is that they they have a lot of chemistry as well. Yeah, and he's it's, uh, great. Yeah. I really really like him because he's in Scario. Yeah, he's her partner in Scario. Yeah, I really like that actor. He's and the uh, the the dude that gets kidnapped in the the beginning of the movie. Yeah, uh, he's, he's in Atlanta. In Short Term Twelve as well. Yeah. he's great in that. Yeah, he's it's in a really good cast, like top down, great cast. It's Except good for performances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that dude. Mm. Like he's all like even see fucking pic- like his Wikipedia picture. It's just like oh, is he on. that guy? Yeah, like he's the kind of like. That, well, he didn't grow that mustache for the movie. He he saw Jeremy Davis and goes like that. This is the kind of actor I want to be. Oh. You know, like he sees Giovanni Ribisi in The Postman and bases his entire <gasps> hey, career. I now. love about Giovanni Ribisi. He's great in um, Sneaky Pete and Friends. <clears throat> yes, also not really. Um, we should watch Sneaky Pete. He's good. What, what was your favorite one? Thing. um hmm. i think probably her like and i love him as well but i think her because as in alison uh, williams because yeah, Williams, i don't think it would have worked if we didn't have her very very convincing like convincing portrayal of 
of someone, you know, who's just very good hearted and, and like thinks they're doing good by, you know, constantly pointing out the racist antics of other people and, and like just being incredibly naive about the whole thing. Uh, like I think her portrayal of someone faking that is very, very good. And then whenever she turns, I think she's convincing as, you know, total yeah. creepo. Um, so I, I think that it, it really wouldn't have worked if she, her, if she does she, a very capable kind of, uh, Edward Norton in Primal Fears kind of performance. Yes. <laughs> nope, I'll do that. Oh my god, uh, forget that comment. <laughs> it's too late. I'm never gonna remember it. Um, <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the, that was your favorite thing. Uh, uh, for that was a joke. That was a joke. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Hilarious, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I. <laughs> I actually really like her, and it's funny because she, uh, I, I, I think that you know, probably not, but forever she will probably be remembered as she was in Girls, which is disappointing because I don't like her in Girls. I don't really like anyone in Girls, um, and I think this was a really, really good performance. And um, same for him as well. And I'm glad that this made so much money, yeah, um, and was so like critically acclaimed as well. Like obviously it was a bit of overkill, but at the same time. It's, it is a worthy movie and not just for its themes but to like um, sort of push them out into a broader stage because they're both really good performers and just as a caveat coming from that that I do think I do agree that I'm happy that I made a lot of money because I really like Jordan Peele I can't wait yeah. to see what he does next I also think that this is one of those worthy failures kind of thing that is kind of that you just swung, swung for the fences and because you're swinging for the fences, like when you miss, you miss, but it's still far, far from being a bad movie. It's just to the level I expected and as well the level I wanted the movie to be because yeah. I really liked the ideas I, yeah, and the good I know, things. I know what you mean. Like it's there is nothing worse than the disappointment yeah. of something like but it's not even like of like my preconceptions of what the movie was gonna be. It's like based on the movie that it is. Like yeah. I could see what it could have been. Yeah, and that it's been a while since we've had one of those. The keep things thing. interesting. I mean, and uh, we've had very positive picks on both sides for quite some time now. We needed to. But I, I really like A twenty four as well. The distributors. Yeah. Movies, one oh, they're few... too like every time I see a trailer for something, I'm like. It's it like has they, to be like they, they, they make very smart choices and like. the, the the quality of their output and as well the 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 people that they're supporting yeah. and like the the fact that they're giving so many first filmmakers a chance not only jordan peele that has like fair uh, yeah very like, worthy um like a back history and career him, yeah, yeah that it it's more like people like the witch and shit like that that it's like oh made a short here fucking yeah go 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 mental and and I'm glad that uh, that is happening as well because it, it's better to see a movie like this to make money than something that oh, has God, no yeah, worth yeah. whatsoever. And I understand why people liked it. I I just like I'm very peculiar. Like horror is very much like a romantic comedies for me. That is like yeah. I love them, but they have to be just right. You yeah. know, like it's. I know what you mean. like. That's the thing is that I kind of feel like that about horror as well. That. I would say that I really like horror, but I couldn't name you that many horror movies that I love. Yeah. And like when you compare that to other genres that I love, it's, you know, it's it, it's not just that it's not a worthy genre. Yeah. It's that they just need to have very, they need to turn on particular points. And this worked for me, not as like a scare creator, but it, it worked for me. And I can see why it didn't work for you. That's okay. 
I forgive you. What's your least favorite thing? Oh, the brother. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, mine is um, Catherine Keener, but not because she's particularly bad. Is the waste of Catherine Keener is like the biggest waste That's ever. That's a big sin. Okay. 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 That's Come on. fair. Even her, like in fucking cinema doc in New York and stuff. It's just I like I love know, I Catherine Keener. I love her. Um, I don't think she's wasted, but we can agree to disagree. Um, yeah. Yes. So any any further? Yeah, I think that I pretty much uh, vented. You got it all out. No, I didn't feel like I vented. It was fine. Um, yeah. So that was Get Out from 2017. Get out. Ricardo is now going to be <laughs> asked to get out of my flat um, forever. Uh, we can escape this podcast from now on. I don't want to be in the same room as you. Um, uh, no, well, it's actually just like one kind of closing thing is that. Um, I think that this is a kind of a film that even even though like it didn't entirely work for you or whatever, um, I think this is sort of one of the worthy films of 2017. And I think that people and all very much all of its time in some ways as well. Um, and I think that people are going to continue to talk about it. So yeah. I think it's kind of interesting to see it in the time that it came and out. And I think it's also a good showcase for the talent on a lot of people in the movie. Yeah, so, so I think that it's great to because I presume that they'll go to greater and better things. Yeah. Um, so yeah like it was a worthy pick it's like it's just one that I wished it was better but um alright where can they find us Ricardo uh on Facebook the recommendation game on Twitter at the right game uh the recommendation game at gmail.com uh you can find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and you can also support independent radio uh, by uh by putting money towards the Dublin Digital Radio Patreon Patreon. You can uh, you can also find us on Dublin Digital Radio's brand new, very very pretty website, where uh, all they have an archive now. Where if you don't like SoundCloud for whatever reason, which I would totally understand, um, <laughs> don't pull don't pull our channel SoundCloud. Um, you can uh, you can listen to us on the archive there, and it's very pretty. Uh, next week's film is Ricardo's pick. What are you picking, Ricardo? Uh, uh, my choice is and the band played on. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so I was Orla Martinez. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>